Well, good morning. I'm glad you could join with me today as we're in God's Word together in the Unfolding the Word ministry. We're in the midst of an extended study of 1 John. We're now in the third chapter, the fourth chapter, actually, I'm sorry. And I'm going to pick up our reading right at the beginning of that chapter. We've been looking at the opening verses to that chapter. I'm going to read verses 1 to 6 today. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they're from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming, and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. We've been looking at the opening of the fourth chapter at the issue of false teachers, the proliferation of false teachers. Just like in the Old Testament, there were vastly more false prophets than true prophets of God. So also in our current day, in this gospel age, there are many more false teachers out there, false prophets, than true prophets, true teachers of God's word. And so the challenge is, don't believe everything you hear. <laughs> not everybody who says they're speaking for God, not everyone who tells you they are sharing with you God's word, is actually sharing with you God's word. There are many out there attempting to deceive and misdirect us. Acts 17 introduced us to the Bereans who carefully checked the scriptures to see if what Paul was sharing with them was accurate. Why? Because the only way to measure is by the scriptures, and God has called us to be Bereans. In these opening verses to the fourth chapter, in addition to alerting us to the reality of false teachers, God had given us three core questions to ask about someone that will reveal whether they're a false teacher or a prophet or whether they are true. Those questions involve these. The first one is, what do they say about the incarnation? What do they really believe about Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh and dwelt among us? Verses 2 and 3 introduced us to that truth. Yesterday, we were looking at the second of the questions, how does the world, the culture around us, view the teaching of someone? Because generally, Rebel mankind doesn't like what God has to say. Then rebel mankind situates itself in opposition to the truth of God's word. They want darkness rather than light. So when we see that the culture around us likes a particular teacher, confirms them, then that is a dilemma for us because we have to ask, well, why would that be the case? And of course, that what we looked at yesterday gave us some answer to that. Now today, to finalize our study of these three verses, we're going to look at the third question that God challenges us to, to use. And that third question is, how does this particular teacher really view God's word? Here's the point. Even if a teacher uses a Bible verse or two in the midst of what they're saying, or perhaps to introduce what they're saying, maybe to end what they're saying, are they actually looking at the scriptures as their final authority? Certainly, are they using the Bible verse correctly needs to be asked, but it's deeper than that. 
Does the individual using a Bible verse really believe these verses are God's word? Do they really believe they're the ultimate authority to life? Don't be deceived because you hear Bible verses used. Always ask, how does this individual view the Bible in its entirety? Hey, listen, in the garden, I mean, in the uh, wilderness, Satan actually used Bible verses, even with the Jesus Christ, to try to, to try to tempt him. Of course, he was misusing those verses. But the very fact that Satan could use Bible verses tells us false teachers and false prophets could certainly use Bible verses at times when twisting them and distorting them would ser serve their purpose and underscore something they've been emphasizing. So once again, the question that God is challenging us to do here is ask, what do they say about my word? Do they see my word as the ultimate authority? Notice in verse 6, he says, whoever knows God listens to us. And whoever is not from God does not listen to us. And John is talking about us in the sense of those disciples that God has given through the Holy Spirit the revelation that has become the Scriptures. Uh, that, of course, the Old Testament prophets already provided the Old Testament Scriptures. Now it's, do they listen to us? Are they listening to the Scripture teachers? By the way, this listen is what we encountered back in the verse 5 in description of the world's response to the false teacher and that they hear they listen to those meaning they listen and act on and obey the things that the false teacher is saying so here again does the false teacher really look at the authors of the scriptures as men moved upon by the holy spirit who gave us the authoritative god-breathed word is that how they see it well the truth of the matter is they will go, most false teachers and false prophets will go to great lengths to try not to answer that question, to try to camouflage what they really think about the Bible and about the Bible in its entirety. Ultimately, however, as verse 6 tells us, they reject the ultimate authority of the written word, or as it puts it there, they do not listen to us. Pretty straightforward criteria. And one of the ways you know they don't listen is that when push comes to shove, the false teacher will always be replacing the scriptures with something else as the final authority, the true authority for what they're saying. Now, it may be their own personal mystical experience that God revealed something to them, not in the word, but separate from the word. It could be that what they're appealing to is their own logic, their own uh, reasoning, their rational thinking. It could also be that they're appealing as truth to something the current culture believes. There's a lot of things that our current culture accepts as true that the Bible says are false. And uh, so at any rate, the false teacher is going to be appealing to something besides and apart from the scriptures to ultimately confirm what they're saying. And the false teacher's source of truth will always, when you investigate it, overrule the clear teaching of the word of God when they are in conflict. And make no mistake, sooner or later, the false teacher is going to be teaching things that are in conflict with the objective, rightly divided word of God. 
False teachers justify it. Some will say, well, the word of God that we have is a bit flawed. It's not what God originally gave us. It's incomplete. It needs adapted to our contemporary culture to make it relevant. I mean, there's many ways that they will try to cover what really is the issue. But in all respects, ultimately, what they are saying is what Satan said in the Garden of Eden. Has God really said when it comes to something in the scriptures? Just like the enemies temptation of Adam and Eve. They seek to tempt us by making us not trust the scriptures, the God-breathed word of God, and instead look to other things to help us know what God really meant. The false teacher's teaching will always ultimately overrule the scriptures. So here's the point. Do you see the word of God, this written word that God has sovereignly given us, do you see this word as his word, as the God-breathed word? And do you see it as the true authority? And do you see it as the measuring device, the plumb bob, as it were, to measure against what other people say? And if people say something in conflict with this, they're wrong by definition. Is that how you see it? Is that how you approach the word of God? Do you trust God's word, even when it disagrees with what the world around you, the culture around you is saying? Do you trust God's word, even when it seems to disagree with what your own feelings might be at a particular point in time? Will you trust God's word when rightly divided, it is in conflict with the teaching of a false teacher, a false prophet? Which will you believe? Will you test the spirits, as verse 1 gave us that challenge. Brethren, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they're from God. Testing the spirit means finding out what they say about the incarnation, finding out how the world around them and culture around them views them and their teaching, and then finally finding out what they really think about the scriptures, the written scriptures. What do they really think? is the ultimate and final authority for life. Well, there are the challenges. Join me tomorrow as we move forward now in the fourth chapter, because we're going to be returning once again to the issue of agape, the selfless love of God. God bless.